Hi, I'm Lily. And I'm Dan. We are The Loaded. Dan. Good afternoon, Lily. We are back. We are back. We're back for our last one for the first day of the event show, Saudi event show. I think we've got more, haven't we? Do we? No. I'm not too sure. I'm not sure. It's been a great series of discussions so far. Well, let's put it this way. After this guest, I think we can go home. Of course, I think so, yes. I think that's good. So so who do we have? We have Benoit, who is the CEO of Electra. Welcome to our podcast. How are you? Good. And you? Thanks for hosting me. No, thank you for joining us. It's been great to, great to have you with us. Sure, sure. You, we are all in Riyadh today. We, we are. are. I was saying you've been having a busy day. I think Lily just before we started the I'm podcast. I'm telling you, every time I looked at the panel, I looked at stage, it's Benoit. <laughs> and the same picture again. <laughs> the same man again. So there you go. So we're very lucky to have him. Of course, we tried to grab you for about 20 minutes to, to join us. And talk about what you guys have been up to in your story and just share a few insights about what's happening. I actually want to know how Benoit got to Electra before Electra. <laughs> oh, the real story. Yeah, yeah. the real story. <laughs> take, take, take it way back. Take it way back. <laughs> well, as I told you during the uh, panel, I spent 10 years of my life in China and I was into uh, supply chain uh, for a French company. How did you end up in China? Well, I did uh, a bit of studies of China of Chinese when I was uh, in France. And actually, I, I met my wife and uh, my wife at some point said, well, would you like to travel to China? Because I have an opportunity there. And I decided to go along with her. Um, and this is how I ended up in China. So 10 years of my life, really, really loved it. You lived in China for 10 years? Yeah, in Shanghai. Wow. Shanghai. Yeah, yeah. Changed a lot since then. I was going to say, that must be amazing because like it really has changed. Yeah. Kind of like Dubai, I guess, in a way. Like, you know, buildings are much bigger. The city's exploded. Completely. And I was uh, at the time where there was a World Expo in Shanghai. So I actually oh, had wow. the chance to have the World Expo of Dubai, but the one before in Shanghai. And honestly, the two of them were absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, it was really nice to see the uh, World Expo, the Olympics in Beijing. Yeah. So I really came in China at the time where the country was, was opening up. Kind of the same feeling that uh, we were all having here yeah. uh, in Saudi when, you know, everything is possible. And it was really the same time in, in China. So this is how I ended up in China. And after 10 years, I decided that it was a, a good time to, to discover something new. And this is where I arrived in, in Dubai. So I actually worked for the same company, same supply chain company, and we had an event division. Um, so this is how I touched base with the industry. And Electra was one of my clients. So I started to work on our Dubai. And uh, so I was obviously very much in touch with uh, Electra's management at the time. And uh, in 2019, I decided to join them um, as COO. And uh, in 2020, I took over as CEO. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, so that's a really, the story. I was just saying, that's, a, well, that's a fast story. Yeah. But also, as well, it's a really interesting time to be taking over a business within exactly. the events industry. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Tw- sure that presents on. its own challenges. Wait, wait. 2020 COO. Welcome to COVID. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Mm. And that was interesting. Yeah. Tell, us, <laughs> tell us a little bit more about that. It's been a tough time. I mean, we all had a difficult time during COVID. Um, I would say... We were lucky to have uh, the expo uh, because we were busy on, on several pavilions, um, the US and, and many others. So at least our factory never really stopped. Uh, even during full lockdown, uh, our team was still busy on site on expo. And, and we you were allowed on site. And we were allowed on site. And in parallel to that, we also helped the uh, Abu Dhabi government to build quarantine hospital. So we had walls that we had a manufacturer for all the events that got canceled, all the Al Dubai walls, uh, all the the walls that were uh, planned for exhibitions. I had so running you meters re- of walls, so you and just use, reuse them. I used That's them. Really yeah, I was clever. everything was in stock. It was manufactured. So I contacted the uh, Abu Dhabi uh, government, and and immediately, like two days later, 
Uh, we were on site building 1,300 rooms uh, that we built in, in, in 13 days. Wow. So you reached out to them? Yep. Clever. Yep. Really clever. Yeah, well, you pay the bills. And right then you needed to pay the bills. That's clever to actually sort of... But that was really interesting during that time. It was very interesting to see the events industry, I hate the word pivot, but evolved and adapted to try to mitigate the situation, which obviously you guys did very well to be able to to continue. Which was not easy because when you're running a factory, uh, you need to mitigate your risk of of, uh, obviously infection in your accommodations because all of our people are actually uh, uh, staying with us. So we had to actually divide our teams in three so they would never meet up. And we were sure that if there was some cases, at least it was not touching the entire factory. There's only a third of it. Exactly. And no one was allowed to go to the factory, including myself. The only person that was allowed to go to the factory was the one of the driver that was delivering the food. And that guy was tested pretty much every day. Wow. So that was the oh, only touching notes. point with the exterior world. That's crazy. Yeah. Tell us about Expo. It was a huge success. It was great. Uh, was. A lot of a lot of learnings. Listen, um, before we jump into all of that, for a highly doubt there's anyone out there that doesn't know what Electra does. But for those two, three people that don't, what does True. Electra do? So Electra, first of all, is a production house. So our clients are uh, agencies doing events, um, exhibitions. So we have 28,000 square meters of uh, factory in-house. Um, so we do pretty much carpentry, paint, steel, graphic, fabrics. Um, everything is, is done in-house. Then we also have our own structures, uh, tents and structures. We have our own furniture that we are renting. And we are recently developing a fit-out division. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on top of events and exhibition, we are also getting involved into permanent, semi-permanent build. Uh, obviously, Hexpo was a, a very good learning curve on mm-hmm. how yeah. to build in a permanent manner. Uh, and now we are developing this a bit further. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. How did Electra begin? Because I remember working with them years and years ago, and I think it was Been furniture. A long time. Yeah. So this year we are actually celebrating our 30 years anniversary. Wow. So it's a it's a very important year for Electra. It all started with the uh, exhibition uh, industry okay. uh, that uh, started up in Dubai. Electra was providing um, electrical uh, solutions for exhibition stands, and actually I happened to meet today with someone on the on the fair that uh, so uh, Electra was my subcontractor. They were actually providing me with electrical cables I'm like well things have changed a little bit so is that, is that where Electra came from? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly amazing go. I never knew that and it was uh, founded by an uh, Italian guy so that's okay. why also Electra uh, it's, yeah. um, it's not so so French in his uh, <laughs> accent and today is uh, yeah we are one of the biggest uh, production house in the region so it's a long story uh, we definitely grow story. with Dubai oh, and now we're going to grow with Saudi it's the next uh, the oh, next I remember, level I remember when I was working in London I came across the company Electra and I'm like who yeah. is this, who's this Electra <laughs> who's this company in Dubai called Electra because we ended up on some pitches as well yeah. for me it was always a high end furniture rentals like when the fashion shows were all happening in yeah. Dubai like back in the I don't say like the heyday like kind of like just before 2008 there was some like really yeah. big events happening and then your name used to always come up across that yeah wow so you really are like a fab- uh, piece of the fabric of the, the UAE well the regions now event scene we, we, we have really been growing with Dubai and Abu Dhabi and, and this is what I'm turning to my team now because the new chapter is definitely Saudi um, but it started in Dubai it's, it all started in Dubai yeah, yeah 30 years ago it really started in Dubai 
And now we're going to enter the next phase. So we just announced a new uh, uh, strategic plan called Vision 2030. So mm -hmm. aligned with what we discussed this morning. Yeah, yeah. Saudi's um, plan. And, and Saudi is the big chapter. Um, so we are really willing to invest massively in the country. We are already today uh, generating almost half of our uh, revenue in the country. That's what you said. And that's, is that, that's impressive. Yeah. And that's literally within what the space of a year, two years or how long? Well, it, it's been growing over the years, but yeah. I would say the last two years have been crazy. Uh, wow. And we have been pushing very strong into developing our revenue in the, in the country with a lot of government events, sports events, luxury events. It's pushing everywhere. And so we need to we need to be there. I mean we want to be a, a big actor in the in the country. And I strongly believe the, the, the kingdom is going into the right direction. Yeah. And for our, our industry we, we it's a it's a must to be here. Of course. And because you guys have played such a pivotal role in the UAE's events industry, do you see yourself replicating that again now for for Saudi? Well hopefully we'll have the same success story. We have a very good start. Mm. I would say the luxury brands are pushing us very strong. Um, it's uh, very difficult for them right now in this in the in the kingdom to find a, a available and very premium uh, contractor so we're trying to provide that to them and is that in terms of like the quality of production and exactly you yeah. know design build yeah. and it's materials. a huge market for these brands i mean they, they need to be present they need to be active there is uh, no limits to uh, their uh, creativity and in, in, in events exist. it literally is dubai time and money yeah. yeah just have the money and the vision exactly so um yeah let's see but uh, the, it's a good start uh, and you should have run about 200 employees now uh, in, so today we have about 500 employees. But in Saudi, around about 200. So Saudi 200 currently, yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, crazy. So it, no, it's good to see all people you know, being, being around. Of uh, we really try to push the best skill uh, of our people in, in Saudi so that we are transferring that know-how of, of yeah. Electra in the country. We're really not seeing it, uh, Saudi as a low-cost market. We are actually going the other way around and really going uh, high-end and premium. Uh, because we believe the market is, is ready for that. Yeah. What's some of the biggest challenges with, I guess, you doing business? You just took my yeah. question. Really? You did well. <laughs> ah, well yeah. nice. You know, there's great opportunities there, but yeah. still, it's, a, it's an emerging market in a way. Obviously, there's, there's so, many, so many challenges. Uh, logistics is one. Resources is another, another one. Uh, administration is not always easy, let's be mm. frank. I mean, they're trying to improve it and be more digital. But as of today, it's still very difficult to go around the uh, administration uh, documentation and so on. The logistics of the, of the country is, as I said, is, is quite is quite specific. Um, the country is much bigger than the UAE. Yeah. So when you have to go to Alula or you have to go to all the way to somewhere in the in the countryside for a sports event for the mm. Dakar Rally, it is obviously fa facing some challenges. But overall, I think we've been in the country for quite some time, and uh, it's always it's always a surprise. But we're trying to uh, go around it. And how are you finding obviously scaling so fast in terms of you mentioned resources, but like staffing. Mm. You know, we've been having conversations with numerous people. You know, finding good staff and finding people to support projects. Yeah. is becoming challenging, especially with so much happening in the region. Yeah, yeah. especially uh, Electra has always been seen as a, a very good school for our people. So whenever they have two or three years in the company, they are being hunted by my competitors. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's testament to you guys doing a yeah, great yeah, job. Yeah, sure. like but you've got a high retention as well, though. On the worker side, I have some people that have been in Electra for 20, 25 wow. years. Like they really have been there since the beginning. At the staff level, uh, we had obviously uh, post-COVID uh, a lot of newcomers, yeah. uh, which was needed. We wanted, we needed some fresh blood and some fresh ideas to, to yeah. move forward and we try to train them as, as much as, as, as we can but the entire industry is really under a big pressure these days on resources and, and we are also facing the same same situation yeah everyone's saying that good staff is hard to find yeah it's been it's been the common theme over the yeah. last day in particular but just in general with the industry just trying to find good staff and good people but because again there's so many so many things happening but you know we did lose people during the pandemic and 
people decided to move on or whatever and there's a shift. But that's the thing that, you know, again, we were on the panel that we were this morning about the 2030 vision and all the events that they're planning on bringing just to Saudi. I'm like, how are we going to resource it? Yeah. Two years ago, I struggled to have agencies pitch for a job for me in Dubai because they were all in Saudi. And that was right at the beginning. It's just going to get worse. It's just going to get worse. Yeah. You know, so moving to Saudi and wanting to sort of mobilize here, yep. how are you going to do that? Well, there are different ways. Um, as I said, first of all, we are trying to send our best people mm. uh, to the kingdom. So I really made a selection of the best workers we had with the highest skills uh, so that they are actually training uh, mm. whomever we're going to recruit locally based on the experience they had in the in the UAE with, with Electra. At the staff level, it's really how much they were willing to, to move in Saudi and how much is the country attractive for them. Mm. I mentioned about the career path. I mm. think this is really important. And I am a good example. I mean, when I moved in China, I was, I was only 25 years old and I had just a piece of paper and I had to open a company in Shanghai. And that gave me the opportunity to really grow fast. And I think Saudi today is the place where yeah. you need to be if you want to grow. And this is what I'm telling uh, all people. Yeah. Nice. There's been a lot of talk about Vision 2030. What exactly is that? Because I never saw your panel discussion today. So what was the, the content and the context oh, ba- basically, of the basically, Basically, it's like the Dubai plan. You know, we had the 2015 plan. Then we had the 20, I don't know what plan. And it's about how to diversify the economy, how to have a sustainable economy. Because Saudi can't rely on oil forever. So that's the whole thing. So... They've got, what is it? Their tagline is an ambition plan for an ambitious nation, something along those lines. And they've got these three pillars. I did some homework. (laughs) Lily, I'm impressed. (laughs) You spent that time on the the plane wisely yesterday. Well, that was the thing. I'm like, do a panel. Sweet. What are the questions? Don't know. Okay. (laughs) So I'm like, I better understand this. And, And basically it is. It's looking at an ambitious nation. It's a thriving, basically a thriving nation. And the last one, I can't remember now. What was the third pillar? That's a good question, actually. Vibrant Nation. So it was about getting jobs for everyone, leading by their culture and by, you know, who they are when they go out to to the world so that they don't lose lose that. Getting jobs for people, a lifestyle and diversifying the economy. And one of the big parts of that diversification is the event world. And that's what a a big chunk of what we're going to see is that because they said Unemployment was a real issue. Yeah, it was a huge. Unemployment was a huge issue yeah, here. Apparently. They mentioned about a million jobs that yeah. uh, are supposed to be generated by the industry. Yeah. Uh, so it's just by the events industry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. No, but, it's massive. And what was really cool was they actually see it split. Yeah. So it's like it's sort of like the emiratization where they do see the the need for the expats. And then at the same time, it is about generating jobs for the yeah. locals. But you seen that within your business within within Saudi, lots well, of nationals be, being brought that's, in. That's going to be the challenge. First of all, we are obliged. I mean, uh, and this is where um, Saudi government is mm. pushing into the direction. I mean, you don't end up with one million job created in the industry just by saying recruit them. So they, yeah. it's kind of you know depending on the size of your company, you need to have minimum um, um, uh, amount of, of uh, Saudis uh, working for you. The problem is they have is the, the, the lack of you know training in the, in the industry experience, and yeah. experience exactly so that's why I thought this morning was really interesting mm. because we had around us two guys that actually 
push into the education side. And then right after the uh, the speech this morning, I had one of their employees, which is, uh, happened to be French, which has been recruited by the industry to really push the, the programs and, and, and really make sure the next generation will be able to actually deliver the expectations of uh, companies like Electra or Dan Bolton or whomever with the, the, the quality uh, that they need. So they're really understanding that it starts with education. Mm. And it's just not saying it has to happen. It really, they need to train the people. And this is why this yeah, morning... They're not, they're not dropping like it's not a case of oh you have local to you have to hire this person yeah. that's it they they are laying the foundations and it's very very smart very considered and whatever resources is needed to make sure that there is sustainability is being done yeah. but it's really interesting because everything that we're talking about you know you've mentioned that Electra is doing that already you know you mentioned previous in the conversation that like you're like the training school and that over the years you know you you've empowered and you develop so many incredible people which you know your competitors we joke and you know try to poach people yeah. but also aligning like the vision in terms of like values and culture and also diversification which is what Electra is doing yeah. obviously now as you said you're moving into more like the fit out world as well yeah the basis of the, the new strategic plan that we're putting in place is within two axes the first one is people yeah. and the second one is innovation mm. and I am a strong believer of these two pillars because obviously without people you're not successful and this market wants innovation wants things to be different mm -hmm. wants something that is surprising them and doing things in a different manner so that's why we're going to be pushing very very strongly into innovation 3d printing vr even to our production world and then people training on their, on their own training how to they can be better on, the, on every day invest as well on scholarships so we are implementing a scholarship program with all the workers so whatever they have kids uh, back in india or in, in philippines Wow. We're trying to finance their studies so that they can be helped and grow faster. Wow. So that's really what we're trying to, to give back to the community. And uh, I'm a strong believer that, yes, obviously salary is important, but to retain people is not only about the, the money at the end of the day. Especially not anymore. Yeah. You know, yeah. people's mindsets have shifted. Mm. Yeah. It isn't just necessarily about the, the instant it's, it's gratification the of, of life. finance. Yeah, yeah. It's the quality of life. And also the opportunities which yeah. can be presented for the future. And the purpose. And the purpose. Yeah. So aside from everything that you have happening in Saudi, you know, what is the future holding for a, for a lecturer elsewhere, I guess? We are obviously right now working a little bit in Qatar for the World Cup. Let's see how the country will evolve uh, after the uh, event. We have been in Qatar before, uh, now coming back for the World Cup. Obviously, we had to be there. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's yeah, a major event. And we, we had to be present. We are starting to work as well a bit in Egypt. We're going to have a job right now for the COP27. And obviously... Oh, yeah, it's in Egypt, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, it's in Sharm el-Sheikh. And next year, it will be in Dubai. Dubai, yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, it's been at the Expo well, it's, it's, site. Well, yes, Expo yeah. City. I want to talk about Expo in a minute because yeah. well, you mentioned previous. It was won by Abu Dhabi, yeah. but it's going to be held in, in Expo City. City. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very excited, I think, to have the COP28 in our region. It's such an opportunity because all the eyes of the, of the world will be on us for yeah. talking about sustainability. And I think Dubai has made it, and Abu Dhabi obviously yeah. has made it a very uh, big move uh, to attract yeah. such an event uh, to the region. And from my interaction with Electra, you guys take sustainability quite seriously. Yeah, we, we, try, we try really to push uh, ourselves to the maximum we can do to be sustainable in different manners. I, I mentioned about the scholarship program we put in step so that's yeah. something for the community but we also develop a specific system called sleep walls uh, which is a modular system that allow us to build walls with aluminium frames rather oh, wow. than manufacturing again and again yeah. uh, MDF walls so we are using that system and that works quite well we actually got a, a prize last year for being the best sustainable uh, uh, award nice. um, and I think this is one way of being more sustainable another thing we're doing is that for every project a client is giving us we are actually planting a tree and we are making sure 
the tree is planted because obviously there is a lot of uh, yeah. uh, there is. companies there is. that are uh, cheating on this, but the trees are planted. They have the name of the project, so our clients can actually check and make sure there is a tree, with a tree which has been planted. Uh, it's it not get, enough, but it's it's a way of... It's still uh, something. Where does it get planted? In the so UAE? We, no, no. We, well, so UAE is one, but okay. we selected countries where we have employees. So it's, gonna, it's India, Philippines, Amazing. and the UAE. Yeah. That's a cool legacy. That's, that's, that's you know, like, in like, you know, Yeah, of course, in like years time, it'll be like, you know, forest or whatever. Yeah, so, you know, so it's, it's one it's project, one tree uh, campaign. That's the name we gave it. Uh, and it works quite well. I mean, our clients are happy about the, the initiative. And mm -hmm. again, it's not much, but it's, it's at least something. You know, yeah. it's the offsetting as much as we can. One challenge we had was the plastic bottle because obviously our... <laughs> workers uh, were used to have uh, plastic bottles on site. So to explain to them that they had to use recycled water, that was a big factor. But now today we don't have any more plastic bottles on site. And this is wow. something I'm very proud of. That's because, huge. Yeah, that's, that's a big move. And we never made the calculation of how many plastic bottles we're using, but I can tell you it was a yeah. lot. So who comes up with these initiatives within the company? Is it a person, a department, a group of people? We uh, brainstorm time to time with the uh, executive committee, with the marketing team, with uh, you know our salespeople. Yeah. Everyone that has a good idea can raise his hand and let's see if it's something we can implement or not. But I think it's everyone's responsibility and we try to work as a community in Electra. And Sounds like a family. We try to be. I mean, it's been a family business since the beginning. So we try to keep the same uh, atmosphere and the same values. It's not always easy when you have, you know, a lot of people coming in. Especially when you're growing. It's mm. one of the, the issues that I'm facing right now because when you do grow quite quickly, exactly, you yeah. know, you don't have, it sounds really horrible, but sometimes you don't have the time you and the have. resource exactly. yeah, yeah, to for sure. facilitate everything sure. that you and want. And there's greater change. pressure. Yeah, and then when you add people to a business, it changes the culture wow. completely. And we changed the management and then COVID happened. So obviously we were disconnected for some time. Yeah. So yeah, to, to maintain the values is not an easy thing. But I think by bringing a purpose, uh, you make a big difference and people get, you know, sense of belonging and yeah. this is what we're trying to do in Electra. So you, you mentioned that you've been involved in quite a number of pavilions at Expo. Yep. How was that experience? It was a great event. It you was know, great. It was incredible. Yeah. And are you part of the all, any, we all loved it. <laughs> <laughs> on the last days before the opening honestly we, we all had a tough time and I have to say my team have been uh, amazing because they have been on site until the last last minute uh, before the, the you know the doors were opening of course. Um, so they've been done been doing an amazing job um, I think the, the learning curve on the expo was, was was really was great we ended up building a pavilion uh, when entering in the construction world where Electra had never had a, a footstep. So uh, which the US, pavilion the US was it? pavilion, yeah. Beautiful, because you had um, SpaceX outside as well. Exactly. Like but the, the design for the pavilion was incredible. But the design was nice, but at the end of the day, it was a temporary structure. Yeah. So everyone saw it as a, as a building, but the end of the story, it's a temporary structure. So, so this leads into my next question, like, is that pavilion still there for the legacy aspect or has it been no, removed? No, it's, it's uh, almost done. In the next week, it will be completely oh. removed. The rocket is going to be transferred to another place, which I cannot disclose, but that's going to be a, a very nice surprise for the country. It will in stay the in the country. Yes, it will stay in, in the UAE. And that's also the purpose of that uh, pavilion. It had to be 100% sustainable and recycled. Wow. So it's a temporary structure that now is in my stock that I will be reusing for other events. Wow. And everything which was produced in the pavilion will be recycled or has been recycled already. That's incredible. Yeah. And which other pavilions or areas of Expo were you involved in? So we also worked on the women's pavilion. Uh, that was also obviously a, a big purpose. Um, so um, it was a, a challenging one together with uh, uh, Expo, Cartier and uh, Auditoire, yeah. which was uh, our client. So it was uh, very exciting. And that one is a legacy. So uh, uh, people will have the chance to, uh, to see it uh, uh, even after. 
We have been doing the MasterCard. Uh, we have done a bit on Luxembourg, uh, nice. Canada, Maldives, a lot of the what we call the thematic pavilion. So yeah. a lot of these small countries had a, at least the chance, uh, the opportunity to have a, a corner in some of the of the buildings. Uh, we've been involved a little bit on Saudi, a little bit on UAE, on some small pieces. We did some activations for Snapchat. Wow. Um, so yeah, we were involved in, in different aspects on, on Expo. It was great. Honestly, it was a great experience. And as I said, without Expo, during COVID, it would have been a different story. Of course, I think for many Thanks people. Thanks to Expo, I was able to maintain uh, almost all the uh, the employees we had in Electra pre, uh, prior wow. COVID. And that was a big statement because mm. obviously we had uh, 400, and, you know, 400 employees before COVID and we just uh, reduced by 10% uh, yeah. during COVID thanks to Expo. And then now we are 450, so. Well, I was gonna say, and that's a great testament to be able to then grow into the future, you know, having that solid foundation and being able to retain as many people as possible. Yeah. And when, then looking forward to, go on, sorry. Well, when do we find out about Saudi Expo? Well, that was my next question. Yeah. It's kind of like, must be looking forward now. So I think 2030 is when we're Super exciting. Um, so I actually went to Osaka two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, because the, or, the idea we have is obviously we want to keep the connection with this world. And the people yeah. working on Expo are always the same people. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we want to be involved in Japan uh, and we already have some very good contacts. And obviously we have in mind Saudi because I'm a strong believer uh, Saudi will probably be awarded. I mean, everyone is super excited. It sort of makes sense, doesn't it? It makes so much sense. I mean, it's against? aligned with the vision. So Yeah, who are they up against? So there is Odisha in Ukraine. Okay. Um, so that's... Uh, Presents its own challenges. Uh, Rome in Italy and Busan in South Korea. Okay. Uh, there was Moscow in from Russia, but I think they withdrew from the bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, Korea's had it before. So, well, yeah. I thing remember is, going Japan, as a kid. Korea, same continent, I don't think that would work. Um, Roma, well, they had Milano, which yeah. is before Dubai. Exactly. Um, and again, I think Saudi really want to invest into the event. And we know uh, that it will be big. It will know, be massive. It, it will be up there and potentially well, You'd sort of think as the Expo Dubai. deciding committee, they'd be sitting there going, Mm. Also, also, I think with Expos as well, they make such a positive impact on society, environment, Pretty. change. Pretty. There is no bigger testament than hosting in a country Saudi. which is going through so much social change right now. Completely. No, no, I think they have a very good chance. And if it's the case, uh, obviously we want Electra to be one of the main players and we won't want to be uh, active on that expo. It's probably going to be a, a really, really incredible expo. Uh, after be. Dubai, it will be amazing. No, exciting times ahead for like, all of us. We'll all still be here eight years later. <laughs> like I, I remember going, oh, Expo 2020, I'm going to be here. God, then I'll be gosh. back in Melbourne. Yeah, well, 2022, yeah. I'm still here. And now I'm like, Expo 2030, absolutely not. Yeah. Well, on that high, mm. Benoit, thank you so much. It was a pleasure thank to you have you on much. our podcast. Great Looking to forward to you. more success with the team from Electra. Moving thank forward. You. Good looking Saudi. Right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. Hi, I'm Lily. And I'm Dan. We are The Loaded.